Welcome to another episode of Racks and Reels, the hunting, fishing, outdoor show where we talk with real folks about their strategies, stories, and things we love about the outdoors. I'm your host, Mitch Gordon. Welcome to Racks and Reels, Minnesota. Welcome to the show, everybody. This week on the show, we have a buddy of mine, Jake Ergen, and uh, he's out of Wisconsin. Where where out of uh, Wisconsin are you? How do you say the town name? Osceola. Osceola. That's what I thought it was, but I didn't want to get that wrong because Wisconsin people get frustrated at that, don't they? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, Jake loves hunting. Uh, Jake really loves deer hunting. If uh, if, he, if I'm wrong, you know, he'll correct me, but uh, he's like my buddy Dan Holmquist. He loves deer hunting and he loves everything about it. So on the episode, we're just going to talk deer hunting and, and everything about it from, you know, his background to his roots and stories and Shed hunting, I know he does little does that, and uh, we'll touch on cameras and archery setup and anything else we want to add in the in the conversation. So, welcome to the show, Jake. I appreciate your time this uh, this evening, and uh, look forward to hearing what you got in mind. Yeah, thanks for having me on. You bet, man. I saw you, I saw you just got your racks and reels hat in the mail, by the way. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you bet, buddy. You bet. Just to get enough time to get a sweat stain in it. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't even want to get it dirty. <laughs> oh come on, man! I was just I was making fun of uh, a guy on the, the show last week, David Goose. He brings over a hat, and I'm like, man, I really like this hat. I like everything about it. But I have all these hats, and it's like I don't ever wear them enough. Like the same one enough to ever get a sweat stain in it. You know? <laughs> I don't know. That's mm-hmm. my problem. My wife says the same thing. I have a hat like I don't know twice, once probably once a week. She's like, you got another hat? I'm like. Well, yeah, I got to have them for every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Did you start moving them in the closet yet? Yeah, oh, not yet, no. Oh, man, mine kept piling up and piling up, and all of a sudden I found them all in the closet besides three. <laughs> I, keep asking keep... For a, I keep asking for a hat rack, but I haven't seen that yet. Well, I got one of those, but it just keeps getting busier and busier and busier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, first of all, congrats on the new baby. How, how old? She's four and a half months. Awesome. Yeah. What's her name? Charlotte Rose. Had her shooting a boat yet? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I, I got her playing with deer antlers, though. That's oh, there you cool. go. That's yeah. pretty cool, man. I bet that's just a rush, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, do you get to, I, my my friend Nicole Elfman, she was in a turkey hunting with her newborn. Her baby, I think it was like seven or eight days old. <laughs> oh, wow. It was pretty incredible. I'm like, you did what with your kid? She's like, well, yeah. She, I mean, you're sleeping. And I was like, oh, all right, sounds good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I took Charlotte out. I mean, the first month and a half she was born, shed hunting, had her on the little backpack harness and walking through the woods. My wife, she was kind of skeptical about it, but I'm like, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. If she tries to throw a fit, I'll bring her back. <laughs> yeah, I'll walk all the way back. Yeah. So actually, on your Instagram here, I see you got uh, you got the baby and uh, a deadhead even. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually that was the day that we took her out the first day, and it was like, I mean, five minutes into the walk, we just walked in public land, and I look over, and sure enough, there was a body or a carcass of a deer, and a little bit farther ahead, it must have got drugged off by a coyote or something, and there it lay. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Man, that is a that's a big buck too it looks like it's been chewed down a little bit huh yeah it was um super old like i can tell by the teeth it was, they were w- really worn down and okay. it had like started pitting so there's like holes in them like in the teeth of part of it like the molars okay yeah so 
So like, I mean, the frame looks like massive, massive though. Like, yeah, yeah like banana style. Yeah, he had a goofy one side. So I'm thinking he was an older gear where maybe he was coming on his down cycle. Yeah, for sure. So did you have a, a lot of success shed hunting this year? Looks like you had a few of them, huh? Yeah, I, this was actually the best year I've ever had shed hunting. So, I mean, as far as shed hunting, we'll get into that right away. I mean, as long as we're into it. But is that, I mean, I, I think I, I mean, I suck at shed hunting, but I don't put in a ton of time. I don't put in hard to <laughs> time. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you basically walk a lot of public pieces then. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And when you say time, I mean, it's miles and miles. I mean, you can go miles without finding anything. You get discouraged and it's like, man, do I even want to go back out there? I'm not going to find anything. And that that's, you know, that's when you do find them. Is you just got to keep walking. So I tell sure. everybody. And it's right as the snow disappears is the best, is the best time, huh? Yep. I get antsy, so. and, like, I found this year, I found, so it's pretty cool, I found the smallest shed I ever found, and I found the biggest shed. Okay. Yeah, like, um, when was it? It was, like, the end of January. It was actually a chunk of land just down the road from my house here. I just wanted to get the dog out, so I was hopped on a heavy trail, and I walked it for, oh, probably a couple miles, and then actually on the way back to the truck, I was walking, the sun was shining, it was a beautiful winter day, you know, and I had just ha- I happened to look down and I'm like, I could see the base of it, like the cuticle of it, and I'm like, no way. <laughs> and I like went down and I looked, I'm like, holy crap, that thing is tiny. I, I measured it and it was like <laughs> two and three quarter inches long. No kidding. Yeah. It's like, how do you even see that? So is your, is your dog like, uh, you know, trained for shit hunting or kind of just comes with you? He kind of comes with me. I've been trying to, you know, train him, but, like, he's picked up two, but they were very obvious, which, I mean, it's still good. Like, they're, I, both of them were actually laying underneath pine trees, and I seen them, and I kind of just, you know, pointed the direction and told him, Clay, that's my dog's name. Okay. And he kind of seen them and went over there and grabbed them, but he's he's kind of dopey. He don't, <laughs> he's just out there for the fun of it. Right. Yeah, that's the best part sometimes. I just somebody to be out there with you. Yeah. I went uh, this year, too, and I, I kept my dog on a leash because he was pretty young. And, man, <laughs> I was like, we're going shed hunting. And he's like, I could just tell. He's like, I have no idea what a shed is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going for a walk. <laughs> yeah, we're going for a walk in the woods. Yep, that's about it. Well, cool, man. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a cool thing you got. It looks like you had a lot of success. If uh, you want to see the pictures, go check out Jake's Instagram. It's J-A-K-E-E-R-G-E-N. And uh, he's he's got even uh, him sitting with uh, some high socks and Crocs on the way it looks uh, in a tree stand shooting <laughs> archery targets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what what are you shooting, Jake, for a bow nowadays? And what what does your setup look like? Yeah, I just picked up the brand new VXR uh, 28 Matthews. Okay. Yeah. And what what did you have before that? I had the Matthews Chill. So. I think that was eight years old now. I've been shooting wow. that. Yeah. And you were comfortable with the old one. Yeah. I mean, it took me, I mean, it took me forever to finally bite the bullet because I'm like, man, I'm killing things with this bull. Why do I need to get a new one? But I could not believe the difference the, from my old one to this new one. It's amazing. It is amazing. I mean, and I'm surprised with a guy your size, you went with the 28. I mean, is there a reason that you went with that rather than, I think it, it was a 31 and a half? Yeah, I 
I like the short style bows like that chill. That was uh I think it was a thirty, I wanna say. And like I like the turkey hunt and stuff, so out of like ground blinds, I think it'll be pretty sweet having them short limbs like that. Sure. Sure. And that was uh and and that Matthews that, that chill, that was you said it was like thirty two? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean that, that new design that I shoot a triax myself and that new design of of what they got going. It's just, I mean, I had a Matthews V2 and, uh, I liked it. You know, I wasn't like in love with it. It was fast. It was smooth. You know, I mean, I could hit stuff with it and I killed stuff with it. But right. when it came down to, I shot the tracks one day and I mean, it was just like, it was unbelievable how, how smooth, how balanced it was and how fast it was. Yeah. That's exactly like this new bow that I got, the BXR. Yeah, and it's pretty cool when you fall in love with it. But now it's going to be like my buddy Archery Country was like, "Hey, your time, you're about due for a new one. You think you know you got this one pretty scraped up and worn out?" I was like, "No, I love this bow." <laughs> yeah, no. So, but I'm sure I'll have to upgrade one of these days. What kind of are you shooting the the micro arrows or the or standard arrows? Just the standard arrows. I'm actually shooting the Ted Nugent gold tips. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Cool, man. I shoot the gold tips too. What? Yeah. Uh, are you shooting a 300 or a 350 or 400? 400. 400. So you're cooking yeah. them in there. Yeah. I know the guy at um, A1 Archery out of Hudson, that's where I picked up the bow, he kind of gave me a little shit about it. He's like, geez, you're shooting a heavy arrow. <laughs> he tried to sell me those, um, the VAPs. Yep. I don't remember the style of them, but I had those. You know, I tried those with the weighted tips and stuff. Sure. But, I mean, they're a great arrow, but they're just, they're spendier, you know, and, I've shot those gold tips now for quite a few years, and man, they're pretty solid arrow. You know, I I went back to gold tips last year. I shot the VAPs for years for with my new setup on my um, on my first Z2, and then I shot them with my Triax the first year. And it, I mean, they're super fast. But when I upgraded from my elk setup, I wanted to go down to 300 arrow. And uh, I mean, the price of a gold tip arrow was obviously a little cheaper, but Man, I just like the bigger arrow. I mean, it just, it seems to, every bow seems to act a little bit different with, you know, what arrow is on the front of it and, you know, what's pushing right. And I, I just feel like these gold tips, they shoot good. They're, they're accurate. Um, I'm debating whether or not to run a bigger fletching or not than the standard gold tip fletching. Do you shoot the standards? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, like I say, if it's working, you know, it's hard to, it's hard <laughs> to, you know, change that up. But uh, are you shooting 100 grand in the front then? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Are you shooting the rages or? Yeah, I shoot the rage chisel tip. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I've I've killed so many deer with, with rages, man. I just they they work so well, and and uh, I plan on even bringing them out west even this year because I shot some fixed blades last year and I had to make some adjustments to adjustments to my rest for those you know those fixed blades to fly where I needed them, and you know, a lot of people say, well, your bow is not set up right, you know, kind of thing, but. I think it, it was a little combination of both of what was going on, and that was a four blade instead of a three blade, and there was a lot of different wind circumstances, I think, and it was only at, you know, the 45-plus range where it was taking them hard to the right, you know, so it's like, I don't know. I think the I think the Rage will do just fine, and I think that's kind of more of a it's far tail as, as far as that goes. You know, years ago, the, the mechanicals didn't, didn't fly as, you know, well and weren't as strong, but now I think they got them pretty figured out. Yeah, oh, I agree with that. And it's like there's so many, so many different broadheads out there. Like I don't know if you've ever heard of the Sever broadhead. I have not. 
Yeah, so I thought about trying them, but then again, it's like, like you said, why try something when <laughs> you know when it's working, working right? Yeah, and I've so, been a rage rage fan ever since I can remember, or ever since I started bow hunting. I yeah, I mean, I can uh, tell you the same thing. I've I've killed a lot of deer with rages, and it's hard to it's hard to get away from them. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, the severed broadhead, it looks like it doesn't have as much holes, and it's more of a solid blade. It's got a little little hole in the sides, but that's about it, right? Yeah, the thing that I thought was kind of cool with them is the so the blades they like how the they like kind of bounce off of the like say you hit a rib bone or whatever they kind of like bounce but they stay they stay intact like a solid almost. Oh so yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. So I thought you know that's kind of what was like. God, should I try that? I was kind of interested in it, and it's cool how you can actually take a screw out of it and actually shoot that same broadhead like at a target you know for practice and then take the screw back out for the field so i was like well that's oh. kind of cool too because like with rage you know i mean you can shoot them i've never shot them in a target it's because i i just i don't know i'm not a fa- i don't know i'm not a fan of shooting an arrow maybe like dulling it or i don't know i have a weird theory of i'm not going to shoot my broadhead and dull it or whatever but <laughs> and i've never and i've never bought in the practice tips either either so I just thought that was cool with the sever. How it had that feature on it. Yeah, I'll have to do some reading on those, and it may be fun to just get a pack of ones and see how they fly. You know. Yeah. Um, looks like they have a titanium setup as well yep. as the rage, you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, the, I have a weird combination with my with my love hate on a broadhead too. It's like I hate shooting them, but in my mind I have to shoot them once to make sure that they're going to fly straight. Like that's, that's in the back of my mind. And once I shoot them once, you know, I shoot, you know, buy a new three of them, I'll roll them on for the season and I'll shoot them and make sure they're shooting straight. And once I shoot, you know, three times and they're good, I'll put the other plastic, you know, things back on and clean them up and make sure all the foam's out of them. But uh, I get what you mean. I, I, I don't ever want to shoot them more than that. Yeah. I know. I've had, I got buddies that give me shit about it. They're like, I can't believe you're not going to shoot the actual broadhead that you're going to go out in the field with. At a target to see if it flies there. I'm just, I don't know, just what I do. That's yeah. my thing, I guess. So when when you're, uh, you said you're using a hundred a hundred grain uh, rage, then have you ever had on a rage? Well, first of all, let me ask you a question. So once you shoot deer the rage, do you retire it? Um, I guess I used to until I put it on for does. I don't know why I do for just does. But yeah, it's just, just a, last, a mind of last, a matter thing. Yeah, just the last couple of years, I've kind of like, well, it feels sharp, you know, so I'll just put it back in my quiver. Sure, but for a backup most, arrow or yeah, dough. Yep. yeah, a doe. <laughs> I don't know sure. why why for a doe versus a buck, but I think you get that in your head. We're like, I need a sharp brand new broadhead if this big buck comes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So um, another question. Have you ever had them bend on you? Yes, I have. I know. I, I've had the same uh, same deal, but, man, when I think about it, how fast them arrows are moving now and how much force is hitting when that hits a rib bone, you know, it's like I'd rather have the thing bend and, and stay, you know, together than snap off or anything like that. So, actually, right. the last two deer I've shot, um, they, they, they did great, 100%, like blood trails, everything. I have nothing bad to say about them, but I couldn't reuse them because they had a little bend in them on the one side. Yeah, that's, I have that same issue 
I mean, most of the time, like just this last fall in Missouri, that passed right through. And I was hoping, I'm like, oh, sweet, you know, looked at it and it had just a slight bend in it. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, but it did a job. Good work. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes, sir. Well, um, what else? So on the, on uh, if I can ask, right, on your stabilizer, what, what are you running for a stabilizer? And are you doing any weight out front of it? Yeah, I went with the the Matthews. The what do I, I have the six inch going out the front, and then I went with the side kicker, so I have an eight inch coming off the back. Now, okay. And have you yeah. had that before? No, I just I actually in my last ball I had a tax cam for my stabilizer. Okay. Have yeah. you ever played with the stabilizers and, and the weight and, the, and whatnot? What made you go get the back one? Um, I guess. I've never tried it before, and okay. I guess just seeing, you know, a lot of guys use it, heard good things about it with the weight and stuff, and so, I, like, so far, I mean, I I like it. I kind of feel like it, like, because I put my taxi cam on the front stabilizer, but it's off to the side now. I'm trying trying it, just shoot with it, but I feel like it's, I just feel like it's heavy, like, kind of top heavy, or, like, leans forward now with that on there. Okay. So I just so, so you have the stabilizer plus the tactic cam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It gets uh it does get heavy and I, I, I remember having a GoPro on my boat for a while and it was just like, man, it's just too heavy and it's if it's not gonna be on there all the time when I'm shooting, I'm 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 super, you know, aggressive on that. Like I have to shoot my boat exactly the way I'm gonna shoot it. Like when I'm in the stand, my quiver's off because I don't practice with it. Yeah. So, but when, like, in your video on your Instagram here that you just posted, uh, I mean, I've been watching it, and it's like the bow, when you shoot it, the bow stays super dead after you shoot it. It just sits there. Yeah. It doesn't go forward, doesn't go backwards. Like, I'd say it's pretty right. Right. And, yeah, so I feel like, like you just said, how it's just dead like that. I mean, it does feel good, but it seems, like, heavy. Like, I could probably manage it if I keep shooting, get used to the tech again, because I love to to film my hunt you know like i've had a taxi cam for a couple of years and <laughs> most of the time the deer come in i forget to hit the button to record it <laughs> yeah that's don't we all the battery's dead yeah but i don't know i'm gonna leave it on there and see what happens so answer this why why wouldn't you just take the stabilizer off the front and just put the taxi cam on the front i don't know i guess um i guess the biggest I don't really know, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's just a question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I could, you know, I could have that there and then have that eight inch kicker off the back or off the off side. Off the back, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe save you some weight. It might shoot roughly the same because tax cam's got to be about a six inches, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hey, we're just we're just we're just there you. talking talking about <laughs> There you go. Oh, I could have I could have saved a hundred and thirty dollars on that front stabilizer. Well, now you can now you can lend it to a buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, cool, man. Anything else about your setup? Anything unique or anything like that? I know it's brand new for you, but um, yeah, actually, I'm trying the Bomar nose button. Have you heard of that? Oh, no, I haven't. Yeah, so um, Josh and Sarah Bomar, Bomar Bowhunting. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they came out with this nose button last year. The Levi Morgan. The big yeah. uh, tar- target shooter. Yeah, he's he's you know I just seen it through them guys and you know, having or reading reviews on them and I'm like well I might as well try it instead of having a kisser button 
So that's another right. new thing because, like, I've had a kisser my whole life shooting bow. Yep. And so I'm, I didn't put a kisser on this bow, and I'm shooting with that nose button. And basically, so that nose button is to just obviously bring your nose right to that button. You know, if you're like, say you're pulled back on a deer, you're kind of looking at them, and you're back in your peep, you're looking at them. It kind of just, like, brings you right there every time just the tip of your nose mm-hmm. so it's it's acting as the kisser though yeah I yep. mean, it's just a different and just just a different uh um a point as far as that goes like i'm looking at pictures of it right now and it's like it's just right below i mean it's going to come right to your tip of your nose right yeah yeah instead of like so now with this new bowl i'm so used to kind of opening my mouth waiting for that thing to hit my corner of my lip sure but but now this is hitting my nose but I mean, I I like it, you know. It's something to get used to with the new bow. So, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just a, it's just a preference thing, and uh, you know, it comes to it. And you know, a lot of guys hunt with a face mask on or whatnot. So I've always found that when I'm in the stand with my kisser, you know, it's like, am I pulling my face mask down? Am I, you know, my mm-hmm. if I if I have face paint on? If it's you know the early season, late season, late season was always one of my things. It's like, well, I can't really feel that kisser, you know, a hundred percent when that yeah. mask is on. So maybe that'll act a little bit better for you for the nose too. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. So. What about a, uh, what about a release? What are you shooting for a release? Yeah, I'm shooting a tri ball. The, okay. Um, I don't even know what it, what, what it's called. Just like a, it just kind of hooks in your loop. Yep. You just a uh, wrist release. Really? Wrist release. Not, not. A, yep. Um, okay. Yeah. He's yeah. The traditional too. I can't get, I yep. can't use a hang of those other ones, man. I just, I know. I've tried it a few times, and I'm just I'm so accurate with the one I have, so it's like why change it, you know? Yeah, I know. I but, tried uh, the those other ones too, and man, I just I'm so jumpy, touchy with it. Where I was like, I can't do it. I just kept hitting my face all the time, so I said done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> swinging arrows. Yeah, no kidding. So, well, cool, man. That's a that's a brand new setup. I can't wait to see a post with uh, your brand new setup on the whitetail. It's gonna be pretty killer. Yeah, hopefully. You didn't even get to try it out turkey hunting then. Nope. Yeah, I just got it early July. It came in. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, we never even touched on your background, I guess. So maybe, like, just, you know, tell everybody where you're from originally and where, you know, you're obviously in Osceola, Wisconsin now and kind of where you got started hunting and, and you know, just the whole, the whole you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm from Annandale, Minnesota. Um, yeah. I, started, I started hunting my senior year. I had a chunk of land out in French Lake and then Clearwater. So the French Lake area, I mean, that was that was awesome. Dude, that, land, that, that, that land is, sorry to butt you off, but that land out there is just crazy. <laughs> oh, it's it's insane. And, yeah, I mean, I shot a lot of big deer out there. A lot, I mean, there's just a lot of deer, big deer. And, you know, I was on private land, which was huge. It was 300 acres of private land, so I knew the land in and out. We had food plots out there. So it was every year, you know, we had a shooter, opportunity at a shooter, or a big buck. And it, it was, yeah. It was, it's, like, it. it's like County Road 6 and West is, like, pretty dang good territory. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so and then, I like, I can't argue where I hunt now, but, yeah, that's, uh, I've, I've heard great stories about that so keep going <laughs> yeah and then the other chunk was on the clearwater river 
over like just in Clearwater off the golf course area. But okay, so that was that was you know another option. I didn't hunt it as much because I had that French Lake area land. Sure. So yeah, I started you know I hunted there for man I don't know well probably three years ago I stopped hunting out there until we moved out here. Okay. And yeah, so we moved out here. Yeah, three years ago now, roughly three years ago. Okay. And <laughs> talk about a different ball game. I mean, you're starting from scratch, like public land, walking land, knocking on doors, trying to get permission on land. Don't know and, anybody. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing about the area, so it's all brand new. And like the biggest, the hardest thing is you go to knock on doors, and I mean, people in Wisconsin, deer hunting is. I mean, they love deer hunting, so they're like, you know, you're gonna hunt my land for deer? Absolutely not. You know, it's <laughs> slammed in the face. But I did actually get super lucky this year. I got permission. I actually asked this farmer if I could shed hunt and just got talking to him. And I just was like, yeah, you know, anybody hunt your land, blah, blah, blah. And he ended up letting me hunt his land. He's got 300 acres with crop and swamp, everything. So it's, it's going to be awesome. And then on top of that, there's this. Um, it's public land, so anybody can, you know, come over or work on it. You have to work six hours to get this permit, and they let, really? yeah, they let 35 archery guys in, and I believe 35 gun hunters in, and that's really nice. That's pretty convenient for me. It's only two miles from my house, and there's four different parcels around the area, but the biggest part or the parcel is thousand acres and that's just down the road from my house along the river so that's pretty cool but the smaller chunk is actually butts up to this farmer's land that I got permission to hunt so that's that's really cool because I was you know on my onyx maps I'm like I need to get permission on this land because I know that's where the deer they travel they bed on that guy's land sure in this standing cedars it's called standing cedars is the land so it's so they just kind of like the only pictures I really got of big deer was from like October 20th through November 12th. So, you know, those are rut bucks. They're just coming through cruising, checking for does. But now I have cameras out on this farmer's land and I've been getting, you know, I got a couple of decent bucks on there right now, but I can just tell from shed hunting and like scouting it this spring. This is like their bedding area is right along the swamp and this kind of like this ridge top. Okay. So, yeah, I'm super, super pumped about that, just to get a little private locked in. And then, you know, I'll hunt some public around the area still, like that standing cedars. Right, right. So, I mean, but you got a couple opportunities, though. I mean, a couple different choices. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you've done your work, though, I mean, as far as the background, you know. I mean, you obviously started, I mean, you, in, in my eyes, you started, you know, super late as far as the archery hunting, if you can agree to that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just always into the... Shock, or the yeah the shotgun season you know Minnesota firearms and that was kind of all I did and I was a big waterfall hunter and my okay. buddies we goose hunted quite a bit so I was it's hard to do both you know come well, fall that, that's the thing we talk about that all the time on the show it's like 
you know, I would love to train my dog to go, you know, uh, be a pheasant hunter, you know, dog, but it's like, I hunt so much whitetail. It's just like, I mean, I don't have time, you know, to, to do, to do good at both of them. But, uh, you know, the, the gun thing in my, in my family was a big, you know, it's the big, it's the big, you know, to do, you know, ta-da, you know, it's like, y'all go up wherever you go. You, you know, I've been in the night before to get up and you go do the tradition and don't get me wrong. Me and my buddy were just up doing some food pot work this weekend and, you know, we both kind of just chatted. We're just like, man, our, the archery is just taking over, you know, the, the, the hunting for us. And the, you know, the rifle season is just, I'll always do it. I'll always, you know, do the gun season. And it's such a tradition. And that's the coolest thing about it. It isn't even if you, you know, you get into one or, you know, it, you know, before when we were kids, it's like, how many deer can you shoot, you know? Um, <laughs> right. Or could you all fill your tags to the potential, you know, kind of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just think, thinking the same thing. Like, you know, I hunted, gun hunted up in Wadena. That was our area to go when I was a kid. You know, it was like all these old timers. Yeah, you know, shoot as many deer as you want. We got all these tags to fill, like party hunting. So I was like, this is awesome. And I miss it now. You know, I haven't, I bet I haven't picked up my gun in 10 years, maybe more. So you just totally because, let it, laid it down. Yeah, just because, you know, when I got into archery hunting, Minnesota gun would open up and I would come actually over to Wisconsin and take a week and bow hunt during the rut. Well, so I was like, I kind of miss that. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I, I, I mean, I don't think I'll ever go a year without it. Um, just cause it's camaraderie and kind of family thing between me and my dad, my cousin and a few buddies of mine. And, uh, mm-hmm. it's just such a cool thing. But uh, how, how Wisconsin, you know, Wisconsin, I thought Minnesota was pretty was pretty stacked for deer hunting, but recently I've been going over to Wisconsin hunting buddies, uh, folks land over there on, on rifle opener, and we bow hunted too uh, a little bit in the fall, but we always go for gun opener, and, and man, it's uh, they got their fish fries. They, I mean, <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it's a huge ordeal compared to Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota's <laughs> still a huge deal, but man, Wisconsin, they get into it. Yeah, I know. I know. So ever since I moved out here now, it's funny because, now I've started gun hunting again because, like you said, Wisconsin's such a big deal. I'm like, well, I'm going to try it again, you know. Why not? Give it a shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, we're going to take a break uh, for the song of the week, and we'll be right back here with chatting with Jake Ergen from Osceola, Wisconsin, and originally from Annandale, Minnesota. So we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the show. If you'd like to be a part of this radio show and podcast with a support sponsorship program, please shoot us an email at racksandreelsmn at hotmail.com or message us in one of the social media platforms. Now back to it. Yeah. 
we're back here. Jake Erger on the show, uh, episode 17, actually, and uh, this guy loves deer hunting. And uh, he even set down the gun for a little bit if you're just choosing, uh, if you're just tuning in. I apologize there. He actually set down the gun for how many years, and now he just jumped back into it and uh, since, since he moved out to Wisconsin. But we're, we're right before the break, we're talking about his background and, you know, kind of how he went from Annandale to Wisconsin. And, you know, he's, he's kind of started over from scratch on finding the opportunity to, you know, hunt private land and, and uh, use that piece of land that you mentioned that, you know, you can get permission for if you work so many hours and whatnot. But what, uh, you know, what got you into the archery, like, so late, you know, kind of thing? Like, m- mainly a lot of people, not, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but, you know, the story is, oh, yeah, I've been hunting since I was 12, and, you know, this, this and that. So what really turned the gears to, like, I'm going to go buy a bow, I'm going to hunt whitetail with a bow? Um, I'd have to say my dad, because he was huge into it, basically the way I am right now. You know, he would, after work, go out, sit in the tree with his bow. I'm, I always thought, I'm like, what are you doing, you know? I thought, why are you going out there? And, and then when he, you know, he'd kill one and come back, I was like, oh, man, that's cool. And he'd tell me, you know, how challenging it is. He's like, you know, you basically have to get these deer 20 to 30 yards or so versus, you know, like for me versus a gun when I was hunting, it was, you know, you could shoot 100 yards or better, depending on what you're shooting. Right. And so I'm like, man, I, I don't know, it's just something triggered, and he actually bought me a bow for my birthday, started shooting. I just started, or I fell in love, you know, shooting targets. And, yeah, that first year he bought me the bow, we went out and hung a stand and ended up shooting a doe the very first time. And I don't know, ever since then, it was just the biggest rush ever, watching, you know, that arrow hit your mark and, you know, go tracking her with dad and he's like it wasn't that a rush you know i'm like hell yeah that was awesome well i mean that's that's the exact answer that i was expecting to have from you i mean it's just i felt the same way you know when when um we bought our family land up north we were you know 11 12 years old neighbor kids that we bought the land they, they were there from their grandpa they had archery you know they had bows and they were the same age and they got you know it's like i got to shoot their bow and it was like man this is so cool i can i can shoot at a target and like I mean, after I get off the phone with you tonight, I'm going to go shoot because it's like, you know, I'm trying to shoot every day and it's so much fun. I mean, I love shooting guns. I have a little gun range out here. My brother comes out all the time and it's expensive to shoot guns. I mean, it's expensive to shoot a bow too, but like you can shoot over and over and over again. It's good for you. You know, it's concentration. Um, But man, yeah, that's exactly what I did too. I fell in love with it. And, uh, you know, your dad got into it where I kind of got my dad into the archery thing. He had a compound for a little bit, messed up his shoulder right away um, with something else and just because he's old age. <laughs> but we got him into crossbow and, you know, it took him a couple of years to like really understand until he killed his nice buck last year to really understand like the good hunting is like a couple of weeks up to November, you know, right. depending yeah. where you're at. And, he even told me he's like man that the activity and everything is like so much cooler and i i mean i encourage everybody to go shoot a bow i've got i've got a handful of buddies to go buy a bow and start hunting and i got a buddy that i'm going elk hunting with this year he was like man i i got you got me back into archery last year by taking me up north and like like we were gonna go fishing and have a couple drinks and whatnot but i said hey we got to plant our food pots they're all ready to go it's gonna take you know a couple hours to do it you know and i got him into it like he Last year, he killed a nice buck. He planted a food plot. He's shooting his bow again. And this year, he's going out hunting with me. So I'm just like, man, it's so cool to, like, grab somebody and 
convert them, you know, not yeah, just for awesome. not just for your trade of mind, but for I mean, it's just fun to see somebody having a good time with it. Right, exactly. But uh, well, cool, man. We, that's a good background right there. It's, it's so different than you know the normal and whatnot. But uh, any uh, any cameras out right now, and any see anything good on them? Yeah, um, I actually finally bit the bullet and spent a little money and got the stealth cam, so they're the wireless ones. But so I have them out now. I actually kind of got a little antsy and <laughs> put them out like the end of June. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's I got a few nice ones on there, ton of does. It's pretty cool. Like I've had probably the most fawns that I've ever seen, like on camera, like even twins. And I've talked to somebody else, another one of my buddies, and they're like, they've noticed the same thing. So I mean, that's cool to see a lot of the fawns around. And they got spots on them still too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I have the same yep. thing. I have the same thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. It's super early, and even right now, I mean, you get the guy excited, but you know, once September, middle of September comes, there, I mean, you maybe get one week where they're on the same pattern, but then they they're jumping off. But it's it is fun just to go see what's out there and you yeah. know see what's moving to your property. And I get more excited, kind of like I mean, everybody don't even know, everybody loves to see a big buck on their trail camera with big potential, you know, whatnot. But I get more excited to see those and fawns, uh, especially in my family land up north, because it's like, man. If there's those in fawns here, once the rut comes, there's yeah. going to be plenty of bucks. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I think that's what I, you know, you can tell everybody that, you know, as far as advice goes, don't be don't be hurt if there's no bucks, you know, right away. I mean, October, mid-October, they'll come, man. They'll come. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how, yeah. kind of how I was, too. Like, man, I'm not seeing no bucks. And you see, you know, you look on the internet and there's all these giant bucks out there. And you're like, what am I doing wrong? But like you said, you know, late October... You got those around the area. You're going to have a box. Yep, you bet. So yeah. with your cameras, do you have any, like, strategy where you're putting them? I mean, obviously, something. I mean, what you say, a lot of those guys that, hey, got all these big bucks. They're posting these big bucks. Well, they're putting them on the edge of bean field or edge of alfalfa field. Like last night, we were driving home uh, uh, from uh, the wa- local watering hole at the cabin. <laughs> and uh, we took about, I don't know, 15 miles of gravel home and, the majority of the bucks we saw that were, you know, in their bachelor groups, they were all in, uh, they're on all in alfalfa fields right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that, um, land that I talked about earlier, that farmer's land, um, it's a lot of beans. There's beans this year. It's quite a bit of beans. And there's a little creek that runs through its property. And so this spring, I marked it on my onyx where there was a pretty good trail going in and out of it. Sure. And so sure enough, you know, I went back this summer and checked it out, and yeah, it was like a highway in there. So I kind of have it facing the beans, but out of that, where they must be getting a drink, obviously, in that creek. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I have the one, and then like at my house here, I put in a food plot, and I just have that overlooking the food plot. Right. Well, it's it's so fun to to have them on the food plot. I mean, I always have my I always have my locations on my cameras, and you know, you obviously once you know a piece of land and where they're kind of funneling through. I mean, mainly if you you can study that and figure out where they're coming through and, you know, whatnot and have the, you know, designated spots for your cameras. Right. So. Yeah, like even this, like behind my house now. So this, we've been here for three seasons now. And first year I put a food plot back there. And, of course, I have a pretty decent 10-pointer that just showed up. But it's like once he sheds his velvet, you know, he's going to be <laughs> gone or 
you know, not coming until the dark or late. Like right now, he's daylight and it's beautiful. Like, oh, this is sweet. Hopefully, he makes it till September doing the pattern. Right. <laughs> but a uh, guy can hope. Guy can hope. Well, yeah. last year, last year I caught one before you know was doing the pattern still end of September. You know? Yeah, I saw that. It's awesome. So, um, so since you're putting them on public ground, you know, on cameras, are you are you putting them up high or lock boxing them up or just kind of taking the chance? Yeah, um, I'm locking them up. Um, the well, only, unfortunately, guy has to. Yeah, the only one. I mean, the only public that I'm doing is like I mentioned that standing cedars where you got to work to get the permit. Yep. So, based, you know, the guys that go out there are the only guys that do this working and stuff. So, they're pretty cool about it. Like, I've ran into a couple cameras and, you know, they don't have locks on them. So, I mean, the guys that walk by them, they see them, you know, and hopefully they don't get ripped off. But I do lock my cameras up. Okay. Yeah. Well, you especially spend some money on I mean, they're all expensive nowadays, you know, and whatnot. Right. I always tell, you know, I've always went on the you know, observation of, you know what? If somebody really wants to see what's on it, like take the SD card out of it, and just leave the camera. Like if you really want to see what's on it, you know. Just, yeah. I don't know. I just I know a lot of sportsmen in the world, man, and I mean the, the majority of them are awesome people, and they would never do that. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know why people do that. I just don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I know. I know. But uh, well, we'll keep in touch on the cameras, though. I know you've been sending me a few photos, and we'll have to maybe uh, share them if I can get, get permission on the page. Right. Oh, absolutely. So, oh, I forgot to ask: Does your uh, does your wife shoot bow too? Um, I got her into it when we first met, and so she kept shooting, and she loved turkey hunting. And then she never went the last couple of springs and whatnot. But okay. yeah, she so she comes out with me, you know, now just shoots a little bit. She loves to shoot it. I try. I'm, I keep asking. I'm like, hey, you gonna come out whitetail hunting with me? You know, but she just—I don't think she can um, shoot a deer. She just doesn't have it in her to shoot a deer. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. <laughs> I, I yeah. can say I can say my uh, soon-to-be wife is about the same, but uh, I think I'm—I think I'm gonna break. Um, I can break the egg. I've had her in the tree a few times, so I think uh, I think this is gonna be the year we're gonna make it happen. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so let, let's let's get a story out of you. I mean, let's. Uh, do you have any memorable? stories of all those years you've been hunting or one that sticks out in your head the most um yeah we could talk about my probably my biggest buck today that was pretty cool that was that was public land out in wisconsin so oh that was probably four years ago now he um that was 17 16 oh man i want to say 16 i could be wrong Okay. But anyways, back to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but we've been hunting that public land, been going down with our buddies for, oh, I suppose five years. And, you know, there's some dandy deer down there and you always see them, but you never get anything close. And the other buddies shoot them and you come home with nothing. You're like, man, when is it going to be my year? And <laughs> so me and another buddy took off work Friday. So we go for a whole week. So we went down there Friday um, flew down there. We got we got down there. We didn't even set up camp. We literally, you know, hopped in the woods, hung our stands, and it was that night. I was sitting there. I was actually sitting there, and a doe comes through, and so I grabbed my phone out because I like to just video whatever I see with my phone. I do the same. <laughs> and 
saw filming her and she was kind of acting weird, like looking back at her. And she kind of had her mouth open a little bit. And I'm like, huh. And all of a sudden I heard a branch break. And I'm like, oh, shit, I better put my phone back in my pocket. <laughs> and, yeah, sure enough, I look up and he's walking the edge of the CRP grass along the woods. And so she worked perfect. Like, I'm sitting right off this heavy trail. And she comes in, I mean, 10 yards, has no idea that I'm there. But the thing that I've learned is, so I walked in on that heavy trail just because it was easy. It was like coming into the woods, it was super thick and gnarly. And, like, it was obvious deer trail. So I was like, well, I'll just take this quick, you know, get in here. Sure. But, so, yeah, she she hopped on that and this boss, he was following her and just stopped. I mean, right in his tracks. Like he knew, he knew my scent brushed up against, against something and just froze. And I'm like, Oh no. And I had, I got a, I don't know, about a Fezzo basketball window at 30 yards. And he was, he was actually quartering to me pretty hard. And I'm like, man, I got to try this. I got to take the shot. Like just in front of his shoulder, more like chest sure and it it hit its mark and it i didn't think it did because i so i shot and it hit and all of a sudden the arrow like flew out of him like i was like oh no what a like i thought it hit a branch or something because it was so tight uh, and i was just i was just bumming you know after the shot i'm sitting there thinking damn it i just missed this buck and it was like it wasn't even 20 minutes i'm like i gotta get down i gotta go look and sure the arrow I bet you there was probably only six to eight inches of the arrow broken off. So, I mean, no it, wasn't, it wasn't hardly any penetration. And I just seen blood. I mean, it was like blood like crazy. I was like, so I just kept falling and it kind of went downhill where, you know, where I come in and then where the deer went. And it was just super tall CRP grass. I mean, it was over my head tall. And I'm just falling this blood, like, staring down, and it just kind of got, like, wide open. And this is only, like, 20 yards from where I shot him. And there he laid. I'm like, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. It was, it was unbelievable. It was. <laughs> I mean, I taped him at 151 inches, so that he was, it was crazy. And, like, you know, it was so early where I – and I don't have cell service out there, so I'm like, trying to get a hold of guys and I ended up actually finding the deer put my arrow on the ground so you know I could find him at dark and I crawled back up in my tree and man was that the longest time sitting there in my tree waiting until it got dark oh yeah and then it's dark and then you got to get a hold of your go back get your yeah. buddies and then you yeah. know oh man that that is a that's the worst thing and especially even shooting the deer and not going to track it and waiting to go track it yeah Oh yeah, that's the worst thing to do, man! Congratulations. That that so that's a, um, I think I found the picture. So this is a split brow time buck, right? Yeah, wow. yeah, he was. Yeah. I did, so I didn't even hardly see his wrap or anything. I just knew he was beyond big. the ears and he looked heavy. Yeah, big. Yep. And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm out here, public land. I need, I want to shoot a deer. So, you know, I shot and I would come up to him and yeah, I seen that split brow and then that the one that's pretty bladed. It was pretty cool. I've had one grow on me too, man, before, and uh, man, there's nothing, there's nothing worse. It's like a, it's like a kid in a candy store, you know, walking up to it, and you kind of freak out a little bit. And I've had that one, uh, had that one before. My dad, you know, was like, settle down, and I was like, look at this. He's like, holy buckets, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, I got pre- pretty giddy. Like even sitting in my stand, I was just all smiles because I, you know, I got to go see it, and he was laying there dead. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty hard. It was pretty hard for me to go back in my tree, but I didn't want to mess up the hunt and walk around, you know, for everybody else. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. So, well, cool, man. Congratulations. And uh, yeah, one one fifty one fifty is a big big deer, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, Wisconsin. I got. I got to say that, man. I, I'm hunting with land in Wisconsin. There's some massive deer over there, and it's just it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. And when I when I shot my Wisconsin deer a few years ago, rifle season, um, it was like the, within the first 20 minutes of light, you know. And I found it. And I just sat by the deer after I, you know, gutted it and whatnot. And I didn't want to screw anything up, you know, for everybody else. But I like sat by the deer for like 45 minutes because I didn't really want to walk around the woods, you know. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. It was like the longest time of my life. I was like, come on, we got to get this back. We're going to, you know, cape it. We're going to do everything else. And I just like had to chill out. So I think I called everybody <laughs> in my phone book too. But Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, boy. Well, cool, man. That's that's awesome. That was with the, uh, air, the archery, obviously. And, uh, yeah. But it sucks that it, you know it's like your heart fell because you didn't you didn't even think you hit it you know kind of thing and then you found blood and boom and it's done. Yeah, yeah. So I actually um, up there or over there I brought him with a taxidermy the next day to have him cape him out because I wasn't I'm not very good at you know when it comes to shoulder mount you know whatnot and he's like yeah it's, you know fifty bucks bring it up here and it was right in town so I'm like all right cool and he's like man you got really lucky I mean I hit the heart but I think when he turned is when I, when the arrow actually hit him. So really when I, where I was aiming, you know, was that um, chest front shoulder, but as that he must've seen or heard my arrow or bow go off and just turned, he turned into the arrow basically. Just enough. Yeah. And yeah, there, there was my broadhead too. And I don't know. So to this day, he doesn't, he's like, I don't know what this thing hit where it just stuck right there. Cause you know, when you hit the heart, there's, it should go kind of through, right? But right, yeah. So I got well. Lucky. I've had I've had deer at you know, I've pounded eighteen yards and the arrow doesn't go all the way through, and I've had shots at forty three and fifty yards and man, clean passers. So I mean, yeah. all depends on what's what's the hitting, and you know, I've I've had deer run twenty yards and tip over, and uh, my dad's deer shot it last year. He shot it like you know in the lungs and the liver and. We tracked the thing for 200 yards, and it was like I, I don't think the deer had any blood last time we got to it. You know, <laughs> it's just crazy craziness. So, well, real quick, I mean, thanks for the story. People love the stories. And uh, real quick, though, for the fall, I and mean, what kind of plans you got for this fall? I mean, I've obviously talked about your, you know, your public land uh, adventure there on that on that spot, and then uh, you're back behind your house a little bit, and mainly just archery, uh, whitetail, or do you got anything else planned? Yeah, this year, I think I'm going to actually stay around uh, Wisconsin. So, like, last year, you know, I went to Missouri, and I had success there. But I think I'm going to try it. You know, I got this land kind of locked in and figured out where I want to spend a week to see what happens around here, around home. Well, absolutely. How many acres do you have at the homestead, then? Uh, We have six acres out here. Okay, so real small window, but if you can get them coming, you know. Yep. And that's kind of why I put that food plot in in the back. Because, like, my neighbors around me, they have, like, 80 and 60 chunk areas. So, I mean, and I know that, obviously, that's where the deer are. So, that's, I want the food to attract them, obviously. Right. So, we'll see. We'll see how, we'll see what happens. 
Absolutely. What do you uh, What do you have for food plot in um, as far as what's in it? Um, I planted chicory and clover. Um, I think I mixed. Yeah, I mixed a uh, rape rad or uh, forged grape and radish with it. Radish, sweet. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And where did you plant it? I planted it um, early this spring, just because okay. I was worried. I was worried because it's in the middle of the woods. And oh yeah. So like this spring, I tried to clear, you know, some trees, but I have a hard time taking trees down because, you know, I want to be in the woods. But I'm like, same time, I want this food plot. So yeah, I, I planted it early so it could, you know, get established. But I mean, it's growing. I mean, it's growing really good right now. Right. Well, the chicory and the and the clover and stuff and and whatnot and that rapeseed, you can plant that super early if you really want to. But you know that the radishes and whatnot, they'll stay good. Um, we're, yeah, we're just going to plant our uh, radishes and turnips uh, next week up north. So, But it gets a lot of sunlight and it's dry, so you just pray for rain and, you know, pray for the heat hits them and they shoot right up. So, Right, yeah. But, uh, well, cool, man. Well, I think that just about wraps everything up, and uh, I really appreciate your time and your and your stories, and it's, it's fun to have some local people and uh, true guys on the show that, you know, really dig it and is just as addicted as me and i think it's funny because you know I, I turn on youtube or something like that and uh or you know the outdoor channel or whatever it is and it's like man the first thing is on my suggestion hunting 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 <laughs> <laughs> i know oh. exactly same with me <laughs> oh man well cool well jake ergen on the show episode 17 racks and reels off the old wisconsin and uh, we'll get out there and, and kill another good one, man. I'll keep following you on Instagram. And uh, like I said, thanks for grabbing the hat. And uh, hopefully we see it on you when you, catch, when you uh, shoot a big one. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for tuning in to Racks and Reels Minnesota. Re-listen to this episode and find previous shows wherever you find your favorite podcast. Find and follow Racks and Reels Minnesota on all major social media platforms. I'm your host, Mitch Gordon. Now get outside and do something. And don't forget those wet wipes. 